Welcome to Full Cow, a podcast about leather kink and BDSM. My name is Edge, my pronouns are he, him, and I am your host. And this is an interlude, the episode between episodes offered raw and unedited, but with leather creaking. And this time I have a very special interlude. You know, normally I use these as an opportunity to talk about something going on in my life. But today we have a special interview with Lady V. Lady V, welcome to Full Cow. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for being Full Cow right now. And it just, oh my God, every crinkle to me is just heaven. Uh, it's just like ASMR heaven, especially as a boot black. I'm just like, oh my God, the sound. <laughs> Yes, that's why these episodes are very popular. Um, To start, can you tell us how you identify in the community and your pronouns? Yeah, absolutely. So my pronouns are she, her, and I am a professional switch, a sex educator and organizer, and I am also a human cow, uh, also known as a who cow. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up, because that is when you reached out to me, um, because you're doing some workshops that we're going to want to promote, but you listed this or it's some, was somewhere on your website. And I was like, whoa, I, I don't think I've even barely heard about Hugh Cow or bovine play. And I think it's fascinating. Can you start by just giving us a quick sense of what the hell this is? Oh, my God. Absolutely. I would love to. So think about it like this. So who cow? human cow. So the best place I can describe being a human cow is like a mixture between pup play and middle space. So it's this like very like fun, loving, tender space. And typically you see like a lot of mostly like femme people, but there's also this huge portion of the community we don't talk about that's also gendered expansive and also masculine as well, like our bulls and our oxen and also all of our other handler roles as well. So it's this big community akin to the pup community, but with cows. Now, I've certainly heard of people being cat identified. Yes. And, you know, there's a large pony community. Where do you think this cow identity, like, do people have an inner cow or where do you feel like it's coming from for you? Oh, my God. Yes. I definitely have an inner cow, so to speak. Um, so for me, the headspace of the cow, so to speak, is I feel like as community organizers, we have. We give so much. We give our hides, we give our milk, we give our dairy, Mm. our meat, uh, our cream sometimes, depending on the situation. (laughs) Um, And it's a very community-based headspace. And also, I'm typically very dominant-leaning. And it's a space where, for me, I can kind of come down and not be a type A personality and Mm -hmm. just be able to ruminate the grass, relax, be a little bit softer. And it's not primarily submissive, but it's typically a very much a fun-loving headspace. I actually love that you sort of made it this community orientation. If yeah. you, is, um, can you talk a little bit more about how bovine play, like is this particularly popular with people who do a lot of service to the community or, or do people, when they're in their bovine space, do a lot of service? Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say that I haven't seen as community-centric. I think that's just kind of a personal thing for myself. Um, I would say it's a lot of 
to just be very forward, it, it's a lot of play based on, I think, autonomy, because so much of it is around forced breeding and forced milking, and I think so much of it, especially uh, just the idea of being human cows, um, it's this idea of kind of objectification of self and loss of autonomy, I think, that we kind of play with. Mm. And I do have a local friend, Kai, if you listen to my podcast, he's a very, very... He's very, 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 very uh, um, cow-identified. So I know there are people like this. Ooh, yes. Uh, Kai is actually someone I actually um, chat with online, and they actually just messaged me this morning going, oh, the DJ made everyone in the room move for me. And I was like, yes! So, yeah. moo, if you're listening. <laughs> um, you, you talked briefly, you sort of glossed over something that I think is also very interesting. Yeah. How does the intersection between gender and this sort of play? Because, you know, it's not just um, you are a cow or a bull, but where do gender queer people find themselves in Hugh Cow play? You know, I've met, I met this wonderful oxen in a bar in Portland, and the best way they could describe it is they're saying that basically they take blockers or I can't remember if it was blockers or they actually uh, were had an orchiectomy specifically to prevent like any further production of testosterone. Mm -hmm. And to them, that is an oxen, like an oxen is a castrated bull. And to them, they're like, I am oxen. I am a longhorn. I'm from Texas. I'm free. I rub the land. And it really changed my perspective because I typically see, you know, petite little like cis female women in this type of play, and you don't see a very big representation, especially of gender nonconforming folks. When really it is a everyone role, it is an everyone type of play. It doesn't matter if you are uh, gender binary or gender expansive. It's something that's accessible across the board. And what's also interesting, I do feel like it's a fairly, um, let's say, emerging fetish. But I know there is a role very close next to muscle bear, that sort of bull, the muscled, yes. aggressive, hyper-masculine male. And I don't, I mean, they're not using bull in this sense, but it is sort of tapping in to some of those similar energies, I think. Yes. And I think a lot of it too, I think, because when we hear the word bull, we think breeding, right? Yeah. Like, I think breeding so often, and I think it's such a wider range of that, especially when you're talking about male-identified cows or bovine. Mm -hmm. You're talking mm -hmm. about headspace, you're talking about their play, and their play might not always be as sexually centric. Uh, there's a lot of people who play with pet play in a very asexual or not very mm -hmm. sexually heavy kind of space. But I think that we often gloss over it because that's not what we see in pornography. Pornography isn't showing us, you know, bovines that are masculine identified or gender expansive, we see only one type of person, and it's typically a petite cis female, from what I've experienced. And I would like to see a bigger array of that, because there's so much out there in terms of, um, kind of like what you're saying with the muscle bear, a power role. And for yeah. me, uh, I have my whole calcubus kind of mindset as well, too, when I'm in <laughs> top space. Uh, long story short, I lock boys in my jail cell, in my dungeon, and you cannot leave until you feed off me. You are going to become my thrall, and if you want to go back to the village, uh, you have to feed off my milk and my creep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Power rolls. Um, Power rolls. But, I, you know, I think you also briefly mentioned that this kind of intersects little space a little bit. Did I get that? Did I hear that right? Yes. So... It 
to me, especially when I've been a more kind of like free loving ADHD, especially like heavy mindset, uh, I'm often what my mistress calls a little calf. I'm just kind mm-hmm. of like adventurous. I'm looking around. I'm kind of just like very like open and receptive. And it's very like, you know, when you're like, how do I put this? When you're young, you're just curious about everything. And it gives you that curiosity of the world again. And to me, being a cow, it gives me that like curiosity of like, what is this smell? What is this fun thing going mm-hmm. on across the street? What is this, you know, play that's going on? It comes at it through a different lens that allows me to be soft, allows me to be small, uh, be a little calf, you know. Often I will just uh, plop myself down on my mistress's lap, who was five foot two, I had five foot ten. Um, <laughs> so I just plop myself down, and she's like, okay, cow, I know that you think that you're a little cow, but you're a little bit too big right now, so off, <laughs> off mistress's lap. Uh, but I do love her, and I love the fact that she puts up with my shit sometimes when I'm just like, oh, I'm going to plop right on you like a big cow. Because it's love, unfiltered. That's great. And actually, I don't know that all of my audience will know what little space is or what littles yeah. is. I mean, ABDL is starting to become recognized and not shamed anymore, but littles is different. Can you say a little bit about what little play is? Yeah, absolutely. And to de- uh, to discern really quickly, so ABDL, for anyone who's listening, is adult baby diaper lover. However, uh, that's kind of a wide umbrella, kind of like what we talk about leather, and we're inclusive kind of like with pops and also like boot blacks and just oh, like latex, like it's a wide umbrella. So ABDL, adult baby diaper lover, also includes things like littles, who are people who age play, uh, you know, who might be into kind of like age regression and going ahead and like doing some activities that are more akin to kind of like what they enjoy and what stimulates them in a childlike mindset. There's also middle space, which is more like kind of like teenager centric, like, like you, it's more like you are more the mindset of like playing lots of video games and like, it's typically a little bit more, uh, how do I put this? I find it to be less taboo slightly, unfortunately, with a lot of people, um, even though I'm like, whatever, like, we do some weird shit as a community. I mean, like, we sniff each other's armpits. Like, who cares if we wear a diaper? Like, we're all playing with the taboo, right? Like, I like feet from both sides. So, like, I love everything. Like, no shame. And, of course, we have bigs who are actually, like, the daddies and the mommies and the aunties. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to call myself Miss V. I'm a babysitter. So... Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful you talked about middle space because my boy wants to be like that video game player. He, and I don't know that he has the term middle space, so now he does. Yeah, no, totally, and absolutely. That's the thing. Like uh, wearing diapers is not a main component for little space or middle space. It is something that can be at and or, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I I think you really described it well when you were talking about that calf. It's that innocence of childhood. It's that it's exploring the world. 
Um, and I know a lot of events, not so much on the gay cis male side, but a lot of other events will have like little story time right? yep. where you just get to cuddle in a blanket and listen to someone read you a story. And it's really beautiful that way. Um, so we should do an episode on that in the future. Oh my God, I would love to. We actually uh, host a Littles event out in Portland called Camp Little Space. And it's different quarterly events where you do like Halloween events or like you do like a little summer fling uh, we're going to do a little Christmas too, because let's face it, not all of us have families to go yeah. back to, especially in queer yeah. communities. So we just want people to be able to be authentic. And if someone wants to get into Hugh Cow play, where do they start? Is it, I mean, are there, first of all, are there companies they should be checking out or should they just spend some time exploring their own inner bovine? What do you, what would you recommend? God, I would recommend going on Amazon and just getting some cheap lingerie and starting there, to be honest. Um, there's unfortunately, from what I've experienced, not a lot of uh, written content on the boat about hook house, except for like fantasy. Um, I do offer a intro to hook how and bovine play that includes also things on like all types of bovine roles, different scenarios, uh, the different handler roles. So there's that as well. But honestly, going out and just kind of seeing what works for you. And so often, people start with one thing, and it's typically forced breeding from what i've understood like for most mm. people like it's the forced loss of autonomy that i think attracts so many people and i think that just playing with like what resonates with you not everyone's gonna go yeah i like that a lot of people are just gonna go no the lactation does it for me or no i love the idea of being a big bull like the creature like a power animal so to speak mm -hmm. um, i think it's going to be very different for everyone so finding their uniqueness in their bovine space and you mentioned briefly you do a class on this, and I believe you have some workshops and classes coming up. Where can people find you if they want to experience some of your education? Yeah, absolutely. They can actually find me directly through my website, uh, which is ladyvivus.com, V-I-V-U-S. And you can also find me at FetLife and Instagram under the same name. Uh, I advertise pretty heavily for all of them, and uh, how do I put this? Even if there isn't one coming up, I like to do this regularly, specifically the hookah classes, because it's so budding right now. So we'll definitely make sure we have a few virtual classes as well. Oh, it's great to have that option. Um, what is your next class you have on your schedule? What are you teaching soon? God. So I am currently on my fall workshop tour across the U.S. And on Tuesday, I will be teaching gender, gender affirmation and cisification. Uh, which is to me like a big passion of mine just because I love being able to like talk about erasing some of the negative tropes that comes with a lot of sissification, some of the misogyny and being able to unpack that and be able to play with it from a place that isn't so harmful. Mm -hmm. um, so I have that coming up and I also have a intro to hukau class coming up on Wednesday, uh, which is virtual. Unfortunately, this people won't hear this until Friday. That's totally okay. But I plan on having one again probably in January just because I want people to be able to find, honestly, their inner bovine. And sometimes yeah. it's the best time to do it when you are cold in your house, and you and your partner are cold and horny and ready to go. Yeah. And again, it's great to have these virtual options. I think that's a gift of the pandemic that we've looked at more um, virtual platforms to educate and to find community too. Yeah. Honestly, I... I think COVID was a little bit of a silver lining in terms of mm -hmm. uh, building 
education across the nation, especially virtually. So it was definitely a moment where uh, I was really inspired to do virtual classes to like, after getting all this amazing virtual classes from people all over, you know, the world, why not give that back, honestly? Yeah. And are there um, virtual spaces for Hucals? I mean, would if I wanted to find others, would I go to FetLife or where might I be looking? FetLife and Reddit. Uh, Reddit has a, quite a few subreddits that have uh, different communities, including, I think there's one I came across recently that was even specifically a herd-like community. So mm. specifically a support community for Hucals. Uh, I just... I love it so much. And honestly, it's one of those things I uh, see a lot of overlap with what I call the French vanillas, people who are like <laughs> slightly kinky, but not totally. Um, I think it's a big gateway kink for a lot of people. So it'll be really mm -hmm. interesting to see where who cows are at in five, 10 years. Well, and you mentioned it's part of this larger pet play yeah. kind of umbrella fetish. And so... Who you know? There are lots of different kinds of pets. Who knows what else is emerging? No, it's true. And honestly, I I taught a pet play one hundred and one yesterday at Lansing, Michigan, and I met there a creature and a monster, and I'd never met a creature or a monster before, and it's it's evolving and it's definitely uh, evolving as media evolves. As I've noticed, uh, I mm -hmm. keep seeing like monster girls and stuff like that and cloud girls. And all the time I'm going, oh my God, like this is the shock that the generation felt before me when they went, oh my God, pops and leather. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. um, and now it's the normal. And I'm also going over here and seeing like, oh my God, all this stuff evolving, like tracksuits, like, you know, tracksuits and athletic gear now becoming very into the norm and like uh, sneakers into leather it's just very interesting to see how everything evolves over time uh it's the nice thing about the community is it keeps growing which is good yeah and uh that's it for that's all the time we have but i'm so grateful for lady v for joining us and is there anything else you wanted to say to the audience yeah absolutely uh i will be doing workshops in uh las vegas seattle uh, Los Angeles, the Bay Area, and a few other places coming up in the next few months in October and November. Come out and see me. You can find out all that information at my website or Instagram or FetLife at LadyVivis.com or just LadyVivis on social media. And I am so excited to be in your home pasture and come on out. We'll chew the cut together and we'll learn a few things and hopefully get a little weird and authentic together. That's great. And I'll have those links in the show notes so people can find you. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Edge.